Good morning, good afternoon, and good day to all of my listeners. Welcome to third episode of Moana to Ohana podcast. Today, I have a special guest on with me. Um, I feel like the name definitely uh, covers her as well. Um, a friend I met, I don't know how I met, but one of the first days I did my college program, uh, I met her. Um, my girlfriend called and it was hilarious. Please welcome Anna Powell. How are you today? Hi, no, thank you for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I am doing great. Uh, this is, from my knowledge, this is your first ever time doing a podcast with anyone. Is that correct? Yes, it is such a privilege to be this for, for this to be my first podcast and to be Disney related and to be your podcast is even a greater honor. All right. Well, I appreciate that and I appreciate you joining me. Uh, we did talk about the college program last week with two, with Alexandra and Landon. But since I met you there, would you like to tell everybody what your role was? Of course. Well, I think it's very fitting, your podcast name and my location. I worked at the Polynesian Resort and I worked at Ohana, the restaurant, and I was a seater there. And it was so much fun because everything, as soon as you came up to us, we greeted you with a aloha, welcome cousins. And it was such an immersive experience to work with the kids. And my favorite part is breakfast because you get to introduce, of course, our boss, Mickey Mouse. And you have cousins Lilo and Stitch. So it was so fun to the kids. Like excitement explode out of their face when they hear that Stitch is there because sometimes they knew, but sometimes they didn't. Um, So that was the best part. Or when they were like, wait, you're our cousin? And I was like, obviously, we're a big Ohana here. So... (laughs) A hundred percent loved my location um, and everyone that I worked with. Honestly, it was awesome. I, I love the Disney College program, as you know. Yes, yes. And as for people who may not know, Anna Pau is Mexican, but she oddly enough look like, looks like Moana. So um, she was Moana for the Halloween party that we, what, 10 of us went to, I think? Yes. Um. And we got you got to take pictures with her and everything like that. Uh, it's true what they so that do. Was, that was definitely Dream, dreams do come true at Walt Disney World, my friends. Yes, and oddly enough, you looking like her, they must have known what you looked like because they put you in the, the perfect location <laughs> for that. You know, and I love when that happens. I, once Ohana opens back up, which we have no idea because Polynesian is closing until who knows how long. I think that uh, whenever I go, I'm going to have to ask you to come with come with because that's where your location was as well as it's fitting so oh, I'd be so excited. but that's gonna happen to be for a while who knows when that's okay we'll be, it'll lead but up anyway. even more of an excitement when we go exactly exactly so as you told me you did not listen to my last uh, episode so you did not happen ha- happen to see what or i guess here we don't really see anything through these but happen to hear what i did with alexander and landon and I didn't tell you this part coming on to it because I wanted you just to have raw answers. And I'm going to ask you a few questions for the listeners to get to know you with, about Disney. Um, and you're just going to have to answer them. So uh, last time with them, I did a, a few questions. And I'm going to try to do different questions, a few different questions each time I do it. So my first question to you, even though I think I know the answer, is who is your favorite villain? Ooh, okay. You have, first of all, excellent question. Um, I was actually talking about this with my roommates, and I would say 
first of all, Ursula, because she is my queen. I got to play her on um, the Little Mermaid musical Junior in my high school, and that was my favorite role. I love being a villain. But I have to say Yzma is a close second. Yzma, okay, sure. okay. I did not know. I knew Ursula was going to be you and Kara. I believe Kara was yeah. the one who also loved Ursula. Um, I know both of you guys are pretty big fans, but Yzma I did not know. Uh, it's a question I haven't answered yet, so for everybody listening, Hades is probably my favorite villain. He's just... Uh, Interesting. He's just a star- Kind of sums up who I am at times. So it's pretty funny. But... Uh, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> uh, what was another question I had? I didn't write these down, but I wanted to remember. The one question I had was, what is your favorite land in all of Disney World? It can be either a country you have in the Epcot pavilions. It can be the whole world showcase. It could be Toy Story Land. Mm. Just what land? Main Street, USA, whatever it is. What is your favorite land? Wow. That's actually a really hard question. Because I would say Disney is so extra in the best way that the immersion experience is all the way. And I would say the my favorite place in Epcot has to be the Mexico Pavilion. Obviously, as you said earlier, I'm Mexican, but I love all their food, their decorations, even the story behind the plaza. Um, they told us about it during a tour. And I just thought it's so intentional and so well thought out. And now and then you get to see um, Miguel from Coco come out and sing. So I think that that's Sonia and I, my roommate from the Disney College program, would just get so excited going to Mexico because, of course, the homeland. But <laughs> they just do such a good well of the immersive experience. So uh, have you ridden, what's the Fiesta Tour? I'm assuming you've ridden a ride. Oh, of course. I love it. So, how would I you... love it. I love it. We get to see Donald and the Amigos. How would you feel them changing it to Coco? Would you like it or not like it? Um, I I would be okay with it. Um, but I would love it if they still had some sort of memory of it. Um, you know, like kind of reminiscent of it, but if they do Coco, I mean, it's still Mexico. It's a beautiful story, so if they find a way to combine them, which I don't know if it would make sense, but I think I would be okay with it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I love Coco. I'm not sure how oh. much you can combine ducks and the dead, but I guess Disney has has done True. crazier <laughs> things. Excellent point. Uh, yes. Uh, what was my other question? Uh, I have one more for you, and off the top of my head, I cannot remember, but I do remember one question I asked them last week, I think. Uh, what is your favorite Disney song? excellent question excellent also very tough i've actually been in a heated discussion not heated but a positive heated discussion with my roommates about the ultimate disney song um and for me it would have to be out there from the hunchback of notre dame okay because it just builds on so well and his deepest desire is to just go out there and experience it like everybody else and his range and tone it just moves me every time. So that would have to be it. All right. And that, that's a excellent part of Happily Ever After as well. Whenever, definitely, exactly. Well, I think every part of Happily Ever After gets your emotions going. But that one this definitely helps the, uh, the whole 22 minutes of it. 
But uh, oh, we got to know you a little bit, and we went and asked you the few questions since this is your first time on the show. That will probably not be happening again if you do happen to come back on. Um, we're going to get into this week's topic. So as we have known, uh, if you've listened to any type of or seen any type of news, you know that the passing of Chadwick Boseman happened a few weeks ago. Uh, I guess it was a few weeks ago at this point. He was Black Panther. For most, what most people know in um, Avengers as well as just the Black Panther movie. Um, excellent job playing that. He also had a bunch of other movies. And another he was Jackie Robinson in the movie 42. Um, he had cancer. I think it was colon cancer for four years and told about zero people. No one in the world knew about it. And uh, I just want to talk about him as a person and kind of what he meant to Disney, as well as the African American community, community, as well as uh, kind of just the person he was, just in a little bit of his story, and that kind of what brought me into the idea of me and Anna Powell to talk about different life lessons that um, Disney movies have brought to us. So we each picked a couple different movies um, and are going to go through the uh, our list and talk about which one meant we might have overlapping ones because i told her that we would not tell each other before um what they would be so we <laughs> might have the same five we might have ne- none of ours might be the same so first off talking about chadwick uh in my opinion i'm white so i don't know if i could, if it is fully correct but black panther and obviously jackie robinson were playing Jackie Robinson were two huge characters in the African-American community uh, on the screen. Um, There was no superhero like ever before or that was black. So little kids of African-American descent really didn't have much uh, superheroes to go off of when connecting like that. I mean, as a white white boy, I mean, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, everybody was white. So you can catch that. But Black Panther was definitely that, as well as Jackie Robinson. If you know anything about black history, Jackie Robinson's just a huge, huge name. Um, but what is what do you have to say about Chadwick Boseman, about the strength he had with fighting cancer for four years and everything like that? Do you have anything you want to add real quick before we move on to the main topic? Yes. Well, I would I would say that, honestly, when I saw the video and heard the news of the of his death and when I saw the video, I, I teared up because I, I again, I, I first met him in 42 and then I saw him as Black Panther and honestly, what a good movie, like standalone. He brings so much authenticity and like strength to his character. Um, and I saw, I, I love watching videos of fans react to meeting you know, their favorite star. And it was, I think, I want to say Jimmy Fallon who did this. And he had people just talk to Chadwick Boseman's poster and just say, like, this is what your movie meant to me kind of thing. And then he would come out. But I think it's beautiful to reflect on the idea that everybody's looking for a positive leader to lead them, to inspire them, to teach them that greatness just comes from them. So whenever they were saying these things to Chadwick, Chadwick was kind of tearing up, but he was also like proud, you know? And I think like even this mom who went and said, like, uh, like my son has someone that he can look up to and he wants to be, and he was good. He was awesome. So I think like 
what he did for his community. Um, and even for us to teach us um, about courage and bravery and integrity. I also saw this cool video um, at the end of Black Panther when um, he chooses to bring the technology to the rest of the world. Um, and he goes into the little playground where everybody's playing basketball. And then there's a moment where this kid looks at him. And how cool is that moment of representation when you look at someone who looks like you um, and know that I can too. Yep. I can be a superhero. I can be uh, an engineer. I can be a doctor. I can be a basketball. I can do anything. Like, And how important that is for young people to see someone that looks like them that is capable of greatness. And for Chadwick to do that so well um, and for so many people and to do it so beautifully um, is like an honor that we got to see yeah, um, him do. And then people kind of ripping off being unhealthy like that, but no one knew that he was how sick he was. But he was still being Black Panther and in was in and he was doing other uh other movies i think and not necessarily disney movies but he was doing other movies um and never one doing what's going on in people's lives behind closed doors and that's just a perfect example of people ripping him for that and then they found out that he has cancer and now he passed away which just makes all those people those people being saying those things to him and everything like that so on a on a lighter note of with that what do you think they should do with black panther 2 um i i personally would not have any direction i think what a hard thing to carry you know um to decide what to do in the best way to honor him i did see some people on tiktok and instagram using his sister i think it's like therese uh, face and with the Black Panther mask and it was like a beautiful way that they wrote like um, I am my brother's keeper um, so I think someone people were suggesting that I think it would be a good way to keep the story going focused on her again I am glad this is not my burden to bear because <laughs> I do think to handle his departure tastefully and like respectfully must be a big burden to bear and obviously his story like I think his story was meant to be continued and to keep sharing all the great things that he was going to do. Um, so I, I don't know what they're going to do. I have good hope that with all the creative people that they already have to tell such a good story that they'll continue to do that in honor of him and in honor of um, all that um, they want to accomplish for their community and for in general. Yeah, I think if they went with his sister, it would be great because, like we said, Chadwick Boseman it was a good, a good hero to have for a little, a little black kid or even just any a black dude of any of any age. But then to have his sister come in and be the next Black Panther, if that would be the case, then it gives also the demographic of the younger black girls and everything, or even just black in general, have a their superhero too, and somebody to look like them, which would be really cool. Yeah, and I liked about the sisters too that she was just so smart and funny too. You know, oh, she yeah, absolutely hilarious. Um, again, that was a, such a positive representation of like a strong black woman. You mm -hmm. know that she is 
smart, funny, intelligent, like she's a great leader. So I think like overall, everyone who they demonstrated um, in that movie is great characters with different personalities and different strengths, but that are representative of their community. So I think wherever they take it, I hope that they keep sharing this awesome um, story. Yep. All right. Well, enough about Chadwick. Uh, may he rest in peace. And hopefully they have a quality Black Panther 2, if they do come out with a Black Panther 2. Um, mm-hmm. But let's go to the main topic of this episode, and that is Disney lessons from the movies. Um, I have mine ranked in, or- in order of what my, I guess you could say my favorite message to my least favorite of the ones I found that were my favorite um, and I'm going to start from the bottom of that list uh, if you want to start from the bottom of your list as well if you do, if you have them listed or you just have a list of some do you have them in order for any reason or you just have a bunch listed I have a bunch listed I did not think of the order okay. uh, right. because I think the message might depend maybe best depending on your situation but that's a good point okay all right well we won't worry. I'll, I can go in order then if I want to. Um, but if you would like to start us off with a movie message and whatever you want to call it, and we can talk about it and see if I have that on my list. If I do have it on my list, even if it's one, two, or three or whatever, uh, I will compare and we can talk about it. So go ahead. Perfect. All right. I'm going to start us off with Ratatouille. Ratatouille. So this was coming a little bit out of left field because I feel like it's not that popular compared to uh, Princess and the Frog, of course, but still a great movie. Um, a little synopsis of the movie. It's a rat with a little dream of becoming a chef. And with the help of Linguini, a, a man, and pulling of his hair, his dreams come true. Uh, hopefully that's not too spoiler, but also <laughs> enough for you, people to know. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's been I like... like 15 years, I think. So I don't think it's too much of a spoiler. <laughs> Perfect. I should have said spoiler alert, but I'm glad that you say that too, because uh, whatever. It's in your warning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I the reason why I chose Ratatouille is because it's one of my sister's favorite movies. Okay. And what I like about this is that he says, uh, Gusto says anyone can cook or anyone can be a chef. And the critic is constantly saying, What are you crazy? Not everyone can cook. But at the end of the movie, and the message that I love the most is that technically not everyone can cook, but the greatness of like the potential of someone being great can come from anywhere. It is not limited to your financials or where you like um, how tall you are, how good you are or anything. It is just greatness can really come from anywhere. Um and all you have to do is pursue it. So I like that message a lot of anyone can cook, but greatness can come from anywhere. And that, is, that is a great movie to start us off with. Um, it has definitely a strong message. Um, I'm excited to see the Ratatouille ride over here in Epcot soon. Um, oh, yeah. should be quite exciting to ride that ride. Um, not sure how much I want a, a rat making my food meet for me but at the same time too he looks like he knew what he was doing so maybe it wouldn't be too bad of an idea he washed his hands too he does wash yeah. his hands he does which is more than most people that's why there's a <laughs> pandemic going on right now but 
to go off of yours, I kind of have a movie that is along the same th- lines of chasing your dreams, no matter how far they are and whatnot. And it's I don't think, honestly, it's the main message from the movie, but it's definitely a message that I I like as part of this movie, and that is Frozen. Um, Ooh! Most of my, I have two reasonings for this one, and they're kind of both embodied by Olaf, and that is um, kind of embracing your dreams no matter how impossible they seem. Um, his song, his first song when we introduce, are introduced to Olaf is what he would do in the summertime. He is snow. <laughs> he would melt in the summertime, as we all would know in the real world. And but that's of course. But then at the end of the movie, he gets his own personal cloud, and in the summer, he is living. And he—that's what he. I mean, his dream was not as big as some people's dreams are, but he is also just a snowman. So uh, his dream came true. Um, he pushed for it. He helped get Elsa, and Elsa gave him his cloud. And then another message that I have from this movie is the message of just straight love. Uh, Olaf embodies this by mm. saying some people are worth melting for. I 100% agree with that. As well as love- the movie, I mean, Love is an Open Door is one of the songs. That relationship didn't end <laughs> too well. But then a big part of it is yep. Elsa, I mean, Anna melts uh, Elsa at the end of the movie because of the love between them. So the fact that like you going off Ratatouille, the message of just having any dream. Dreams are never impossible if you just keep going for them, as well as just a straight up message of love in all different types of forms, shapes, sizes, sister, sister, kind of Anna, Kristoff uh, love kind of going on and kind of just like friendship love. There's love all around that movie. Um, so that's why I chose Frozen as one of uh, my top movies of, with a message. Wow. And can I ask you a follow-up question? Do you think in Frozen 2, this theme is continued or expanded? What do you think about Frozen 2 and this message of love that you uh, found? Um, that's a great question. Uh, I can go off by maybe embracing your dreams and kind of going off that is the other thing is uh, Olaf with trying to see when he's older and everything like that, like more makes sense and everything like that. And he sees... Uh, chasing his dreams even more when he gets older because it all makes sense and stuff like that and help with more knowledge but like you said love um i, I honestly I, obviously excuse me excuse me obviously with Kristoff and anna there's love there because the whole movie Kristoff, the only part Kristoff really has is trying to engage to her <laughs> I think that's that's right. i mean not to her For both. Um, so love is obviously there so that keeps going between those two um, I think Olaf and Anna create a better friendship throughout the movie, trying to say, once again save Elsa from something. And then Elsa's, I don't know if you want to call it love, but maybe her her desire to chase the spirit and find out it's her, like her mom and everything like that, and then the, right. the love she feels and everything like that. As well as then that just Anna, once again, loving her sister so much that she, will, she doesn't have any powers, but will through whatever's thrown at her to help make sure that Elsa finds what she wants. So. I like that. And I think that extends also like into like love of yourself. You know, she's struggling so much with like, should she fully embrace her power? Should she not? But she's like, I have to, it's like, 
loving yourself is acceptance. So I, I kind of like that too from Frozen Two. Yep. And I think Frozen with is, Elsa. I think Frozen Two is better, honestly. I, I'm not gonna say either one. I'm not gonna say that there's one that's worse, but I, I because they're both great movies. But I think Frozen Two is better. Just a little side note. I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> <laughs> full side note. Full, full side, side note. note. <laughs> All, right. All right. On to your next one. What else do you got going on with movies? All right, this one, drum roll. I asked my friend, and she told me Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries. All right, that's another one. I know, coming out of right field. Yeah, Yeah. well, this one came out of right field. All right, well. Her name's M, and she said, and I was like, interesting. And I was like, tell me more. And she said, well, anyone can achieve anything if you put your mind to it. Now, Amelia Thermopolis Ronaldi, <laughs> you know, um, and it's also knowing that royalty also lives in you, you know, in the sense of like your dignity and your greatness, like no one gives that to you but yourself. Yes. And it's like she thought she was this regular person, and like from the beginning, she was a princess, but it's this whole journey of her discovering who she is as a princess. And I feel like she feels all the time that he has she has to change, of course, she has like all these classes to get her hair done, all these things. Um, But she was like, okay, I can do this. Like, I can do anything. I just have to put my mind to it. Um, I have to understand that I was already, like, I was already a princess. Like, that part of me, no one can take away. Nothing can change. Um, And I'm just growing into this person um, that can, like, bring good to other people. So I like that message a lot. Of Prince's Diary. Okay. Well, that is definitely one that I would have not have thought about. There's probably about 150 other movies that I would have probably come up with before <laughs> that one. But no, that is... I wanted to mix it, it up. <laughs> it, it is a strong message. I mean, like you said, she's always had that royalty inside of her. Her grandma was always the queen. So even if she knew it or not, she was going to be a princess. And she might have not necessarily, I guess, fit the description of a princess. But she was always one. And it's always inside of you, even if you don't know that yet and everything so i do like that message and definitely give some variety to the to the show of talking about different movies so I, to the mix I, I, yeah <laughs> that's a, that's a quality one so thank you very much my, i thought it might be unexpected it was very unexpected i don't know if i won't have any that are as unexpected as that at all not even close <laughs> but my next one is tangled Interesting. Um, I like this one because the message is kind of getting out of your comfort zone and maybe and change, I guess you could say. Um, <clears throat> she has known the same thing for her whole entire life and she wanted change and she knew nothing about what was even on the ground, let alone outside of her trees and beyond where the lanterns were, were flying and everything like that. So she took the chance. And she went for change and she went all through all these obstacles and stuff. And some of them were better than others. Some of them were harder than others. But uh, getting out of your comfort zone and letting letting the new kind of and adventurous help you guide your way through. Uh, I was never good with change. And I always try to stay in my little my little box and make sure that it would all stay the same. And <laughs> get out of my comfort right. zone was something I never did. So this kind of speaks to me as well as just a person. Um, and I feel like as I got older, I definitely change has become more of a thing, uh, getting out of my comfort zone. If we want to go that far is, um, 
coming down here to Florida to do my CP program, like I was oh, nowhere. Yeah. I wasn't really necessarily ready to leave home. I mean, I was college wasn't. I left for college, but that was less than an hour away, let alone 20 hours away almost. So uh, that speaks to me on that level as well. But what about you? Anything with Tangled that you might want to add? Well, I like what you said, the whole, again, I've been talking, Meredith and I talk about a lot of cool things. We were talking about what change is, you know, and what change looks like. And I was like, ah, change is hard. But really, um, with uh, Rapunzel, she's really not known anything different than the reality that she was stuck in, literally. Um, so I think it's cool that while all this is like the unknown, the fear, she embraced it in a very beautiful way. It's kind of like changes an adventure, like changes a challenge, changes confusing, but trusting that there is a hand out there or there is something that like everything will work out, you know, like uh, no matter what happens. And of course she met with a lot of ups and downs, but I think a good virtue to see here too is like, she always found the good in people. Like when she gets to the, what is it? The ugly duckling, the bar that they go to? Is- the snuggly duck the snuggly, snuggly duckling yeah. so sorry uh, I think that's what it's called. but how <laughs> but how cool that you know she's expecting a different kind of behavior or right away she was like no this is like i'm going to expect the best out of like these people you know so i like that yeah and that song when they're in the bar together everyone's talking about change and changing up what they uh, one and kind of going against the grain of normalcy with whatever everybody sees they do with an eye patch and no hand and they think thief right away and they might be in that setting but then they want to be a piano player or whatever so that's another thing get out of your comfort zone and kind of fighting against the uh, normalcy of the world which is something that I people our age I feel like it understands because if we want to stand out and be better than everyone else we're gonna have to do that so Right. It's like embracing yourself. Exactly. Oh, great music. Exactly. All right, you're up next. Very no good. Song. I mean, another movie. Another movie. All right, here comes an excellent movie with an amazing soundtrack. It's called Hercules. Hercules. Oh, oh you mean Huncules? <laughs> so she says that. Oh, oh, you mean Huncules? No, I don't think she's ever seen the movie. She's yeah. just heard me say it multiple times. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> that also speaks to how great the soundtrack is, you know? First song. Excellent. But anyways, <clears throat> so I chose Hercules because he has a longing to go the distance, to be great. <clears throat> and it's kind of like he's looking in the wrong places and, like, it's kind of ironic. In order to be great and to be amazing and to be considered a quote-unquote god, you know, you think, okay, then I have to defeat Hercules. So Hercules, you mean Huncules, you know, he is constantly trying to achieve to be a Greek god, you know, to get back the status. To So in order to do this, he does all these crazy things, which you would think own you, like, you get the rights to be a great god after defeating a one-eyed monster and a three-headed thing and all these things and he keeps telling his dad like now and he's like no that ain't it so i think it's kind of like ironic that in order to really achieve greatness you must be selfless and 
it took Hercules, basically the whole movie, to fully, I think he knew it in his heart, but he didn't realize the importance of selflessness when he doesn't think twice about giving up his life for Meg, the woman that he loves. He is willing to die. The possibility that maybe both of them might not make it alive. Um, but he says, I'm willing to do it. I want to do it. One, because I love her, but also I'd rather her live than I do because she deserves to live. And in that moment is when he comes out all golden, rescues Meg. And um, I think that that's really, really cool that, you know, to achieve real greatness, to be a real hero, you have to be completely selfless. And uh, that is one of my favorite Disney movies. And I sometimes have struggled with figuring out exactly what the meaning of was that with that movie, except for the fact that just keep working and working. And if you finally get to that achievement and everything, but I like your reasoning and your uh, lesson <laughs> with being selfless. And I totally agree. Um, it's something that people need to be a little bit more of. I don't want to say totally selfless, but definitely people need to put other people's in front of them. There other people's well-beings and thoughts of other people in front of them um, instead of their own. And it definitely pays off for Hercules at the end because, one, he gets the girl. Two, he stays alive. And three, he becomes, <laughs> the, he becomes the guy he wanted to be. And Exactly. He gets, he gets to go home with his dad and his mom. So uh, that's a quality one. Um, and the soundtrack is amazing. It's wow. It's excellent. probably top five. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So my next one, um, this is not going to surprise anyone. If anyone knows me, it's going to come eventually. And it might be on your list. And it is going to be The Lion King. Ooh, excellent. And the message behind that is simple because and it is remember you. Um, we're just straight up, I guess, movie. Um, when he says it, in the animated version, it's it, it's powerful, but honestly, in a live action movie, where... I knew it was, but uh, I wasn't strong and everything. And uh, just remember who you are. It's such a powerful thing. It's know where you came from. Remember that your beginnings is going to make you the person you are, that your family, everything, uh, it always comes back to you of where you began your life and everything like that. So you might have messed up. You might have gained more wealth and stuff and knowledge than you thought you would have. But in the end, remember that where you came from is going to be the type of person that you are, and it's going to be the type of person that makes you uh, who you are. Wow. I love that a lot. That's actually one of my favorite lines, too, of the whole movie. Because it is very telling at this point. I feel like Simba has made his identity, his inability to be forgiven. His, like, one moment of weakness where he didn't know he was just a child, you know? And I wouldn't even say a moment of weakness, but a moment of, like, he truly believed that he was at fault for his father's death. And he let that be, like, his definer. I'm just a failure. I'm just a failure. And when his dad says, remember who you are in a very dramatic but elegant way, he's reminded that I am like, I am the son of a king. I, 
I was born good. I am good. I am a flawed person, but that does not limit me from like being a potential king. You know, I can still be the person who I was always meant to be. And while I do forgive and I do apologize for what I have done, it only allows that mistake has allowed me to grow and better understand and be even a better king in the future. So I definitely love that. And his family wants him back. He it's not like his family pushed him away or anything. They thought he was dead, so his family wanted him back. Uh, Nala, uh, Sarabi, which is his mother, uh, they all wanted him back. Scar obviously didn't, but they all did. <laughs> Awkward. And they were accepting, and they needed him back uh, because they were he was their king, and they needed their king in time of so. Going off this message, not everyone is born a king, so. When you remember that something happens in your life, you're like, oh, I'm a king. No, you weren't necessarily born a king, but you can always you can feel that way. Like you said, Princess Diaries, going back to that aspect, that movie, um, it, it's, what's inside of you can bring out the best of you. And if you just remember that, uh, it'll get you far in life and put you where you want to be. Exactly. So, go ahead. You're next on. The, um, I think we're having a couple different connection issues, but hopefully it'll be all right i got another message about connection but whatever we'll keep going we'll keep pushing through (laughs) all right my next one is a movie that i just recently saw um and it's obviously one of my favorites it's uh princess and the frog you just recently saw that well, I just recently rewatched it oh, because yeah, okay. I was I heard the song and I heard the whole soundtrack and I was like, ah, I have to watch the movie. And I did. And every time I watch it, I'm just overwhelmed with like emotions of how amazing this movie is. The music's amazing, but also the message is so powerful. And it really is embodied best in the moment where um two moments and where Mama Odie is telling them like, what are you like? what you want and what you need is so different. And so often we are clouded by our like different priorities about what we want, whether it is like Tiana, she just really wanted her restaurant. She wanted all of this, which is not a bad thing to want at all. Um, But she was like, look deeper inside of yourself and look up for what you need, not what you want, but what you need. Um, And she's like, well, uh, I need, I know that I need to keep working hard and I'll get my restaurant. She goes, Oh, you were so close to getting what I meant. And then in that moment with Dr. Vassilier, where he is trying to trick her and lying to her saying like, oh, your poor dad, he came back from work, he was exhausted. And even then he had to like cook for you and all these things. And she's looking at her family and she remembers something that her mom told her at the beginning of the movie, which is, Tiana, your father may not have what he wanted, but he had what he needed. And what he needed was love was you, was you being yourself, was you being happy. That's what he needed more than anything else, more than the dream of his restaurant. And it's kind of cool because like, kind of like the message of Lion King where he lives in you, like the goodness of your dad lives in you. And therefore his dream of having the restaurant won't ever die because it lives inside of you. His dream of like goodness is still in you. So what with what he needed, he got what he wanted. And that, um, so that I message, think that's a cool message. Uh, and absolutely, uh, what's it called? I guess you could say Tiana, it works on one, one way, but Naveen 
it works a whole different way. Naveen's royalty and everything like that. And it's what you want, what you need. And he figures out that what he needs is just some, uh, I guess you could say a friend, but like a best friend. He seems like he never really had one growing up because he was always just given everything he wanted and he was rich. So he had friends, but never like such a close person in his life. So that's what he got with Tiana and such a tight bond relationship. And he figured out that's what he needed. And now he stayed in New Orleans and with her and lived with her and helped start her restaurant. So definitely speak. Um, 100%. Which is awesome. So which is cool. My, yeah, for sure. And my next uh, movie was actually Princess and the Frog, but for a different reason. Oh, and, let's hear it. Um, my reason, it's actually uh, Princess and the Frog as well as Finding Nemo. Is they kind of have the same in my mind. Swimming, as well as just Prince and the Frog, is hard work. Um, and it'll pay off in uh, on hard work more with uh, Tiana, but just keep going and persevere with Marlon and Dory. Um, but something is, I didn't have the most talent in anything I did. I had decent talent in a lot of things I did, but my hard work put mm-hmm. people and these two movies to that personally because of just I'm hoping, I don't would say it paid off yet because young and everything, but hopefully my hard work and and everything I pay off. And obviously with the persistence and perseverance of Marlon and Dory, they found Nemo and obviously, like you said with Tiana she got her restaurant she needed to go on a different um, Ghost, Ghost got back, turned into humans because they kept pushing to find out where Mama Udi was and everything like that. So we both had Princess and the Frog. Um, I guess for a, a little bit different reason. But that's one thing about Disney as well mm-hmm. is that these movies, depending on how you look at it and depending where you come from, is you can look at them and, and see different messages and just say, oh. So, and that, that's not just for Princess and the Frog, that's for a lot of movies. That there's so many different meanings. What character you take or best part of the movie. The song even has a different message for a different character and stuff like that. Right. And that's really, really cool because I feel like that even speaks volumes about a movie that, you know, they always say that there's like three steps the message that you planned, the message that you actually sent out, and the message that people received. And I think it's cool that the intention of something good and inspiring will always happen. And it's cool that it can reach different people. Like you said, um, I always um, admire admire Tiana's hard work. And like, she's literally my screensaver. So whenever I'm at school, I'm like, oh, and I look at her and I'm like, you know what? (laughs) You just gotta, you gotta keep going. You know, you're almost there. You're almost there. So I feel like you gotta dig a little deeper. 100%. You gotta dig a little deeper and you're getting closer. So I think it's, it's true. These like fundamental truths of like good virtues. And I love it. Like the dad even tells her, she's like, wish on that star, like have the hope, have the courage, but do your part, like keep working hard and all of that. So I think that that's definitely a very good lesson. That's very practical, you know, to yep, apply. For sure. for sure. So I don't know how many you have left, but I actually only have one left. Do you have a bunch left still? <laughs> no, I actually have like one and a half. 
Okay. Well, go with your half, I guess. <gasps> Interesting. Or, okay. Or I guess we could, <laughs> but do, do whatever you want, because since I have only one left, then you can do yours too, or one and a half or whatever, and then we'll go to mine at last. So okay, go. well, these kind of go together. It's Tarzan and Meet the Robinsons. So okay. I love them. out of nowhere with Meet the Robinsons is a great, great movie, but not a lot of people know about it, and some people don't even know it's Disney. So, and Tarzan's just Tarzan. So, another two <laughs> great movies to go by, but good. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm telling you, I, I really went digging on my files to see how can we keep this very interesting, but also very relevant. And I was like, Meet the Robinsons. Mostly because I feel like that knowing a little bit of Walt's history and his hope for the future. And, like, whenever I see the movie, I just imagine, like, of Tomorrowland and how he oh, envisioned absolutely. the future to be. You know, and I think that that's kind of a cool concept to think about. But the thing that um, they tell all the time to this guy, what's his name? Um, I want to say Wilbur? I, I can't remember the main character's name. Embarrassing. Um, yeah, <laughs> but... They he didn't know it, but his own catchphrase in the future was gonna be keep moving forward. And I remember there's a scene where he was gonna fix the PB and J machine, and he's like, and they're like, wow, wow, go for it, go for it. And then he thinks he fixes it and he fails and he goes, No, no, no. Like he had failed for the second time that day. And they just all start cracking up and they're like, you know, it happens. How can we know that we're making progress? How can we know that? Um, we're not being challenged if we don't fail. And they'll kind of embrace it, embracing that like failure or like is not really a bad thing. It helps us to grow. It's like, um, and I remember seeing this quote saying that I fear regret more than I fear failure because at least with failure, I tried and I know that I failed, but I can try again. I got to keep moving forward. So this idea that, his whole family, even before he knew it, that that was going to be his catchphrase, were like, it's okay. Like, it's a, you don't have to be afraid of failure. No one is going to love you more or less if you fail. Um, but they're going to be even more inspired by your what, desire to get back up again. So I definitely love that of Meet the Robinsons. Yeah, that's definitely a message that you hear all, in, all the time, like in school and stuff. It's like, is failure failure is okay and failure is sometimes wanted because if you don't fail then it's i mean you learn from your failure so yeah it, it, it's a great one so what about how does tarzan fit into that oh it's kind of a slightly different message um but i think with tarzan and meet the robinsons uh the two main characters are looking for a sense of belonging so they are both wanting to belong in a family that um this, uh, the one in Meet the Robinsons, he didn't know that that was his family, but he goes, um, I want to belong to someone. And I think with Tarzan, um, I love the scene where you don't have to look like someone to like belong to them or to be loved by them. Um, like the your blood. Yeah, she's, she's like very, yeah, the easily she's saying like, look at me, how many, um, look at my hand, look at your hand. How many fingers? You have five, cool. Look at my nose, you have a nose. And then I love that it ends with the heart, you know, and and she's like, we have the same heart. And that's what makes us a family. It's not what we look like. It's not the blood that we share. It's the love that we share. So I love that because both of those movies and Meet the Robinsons and Tarzan are, they're both seeking for that belonging. um, And how beautiful that their families, like, show them that 
it is the love that contains them, you know, and it's, it's not limited. It's not like, it's not conditional. It's outpouring, you know, even before they knew he was like the dad, they were like, well, stay with us, live with us. We want you here. You know, and he's like, what? And they're like, yeah. So I feel like this love is also abundant. It's not, um, it's not going to end. It's continuous. It's not perfect, but it is continuous. Yep. Yep. And I, the way you just said, it's not perfect. I don't know if there's a better way to lead into my last movie as well as this movie fits in just about everything between you and me, as well as this podcast and everything like that. But my last one is Lilo and Stitch. Woo-hoo! Um, I would like to, I, what I have on my computer right now is ne- listed next to it as the message is the w- single word of family. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. everyone knows the Ohana saying and everything like that, but just just what the the uh, title of the movie means. So I'm not sure if you know what Lilo, do you know what Lilo means? Doesn't it mean like um, like broken or? So Lilo means lost. Lost. And then, oh. and then Stitch just means Stitch. So if you put the move, if you put it together, it's lost and kind of put back together. I love that. So then that's that's where the name of the movie comes from. So it. No one ever gives Nani enough credit with what she's done. She lives in a house that she, she's not very old. She's an older sister. She lives in a house. She's trying to find a job. She's in and out of jobs and everything like that. And she has her little sister just take care of. And then this weird dog like <laughs> creature comes in, and she right. has to try to find a way to keep this family together. Or she loses her little sister. That's all that has left. It's just the two of them. And, I mean, family to me is the number one thing in my life. And I have the word Ohana tattooed on my arm. I know how big you right. are with your family. Uh, you worked yeah. at Ohana, you worked at Ohana, so that kind of uh, of course that well. doesn't tell you enough. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, just the message Lilo and Stitch has. Uh, Stitch is just an awesome character to begin with. There's so many different personalities that he has. He was made to be this, the destructive, but then Lilo fixes. I guess you could say fixes him and gives him a home and everything like that. So I'm not sure who's really lost. Is Lilo the one that's lost, or is Stitch the one that's lost? You can go for either it's one. It's interesting. Obviously. Yeah. Or that they like together, you know, it takes two to like, it takes two pieces of fabric to be stitched together, you know, exactly. yep. that yep. they kind of both together um, are kind of what the other is missing. Yeah. Um, and, and they have a broken family too. I mean, you have Lilo, you have Nani, then you have Stitch come in and then David comes in because David's just absolutely in love with Nani. So David's there. Oh, I love that. At, yeah. And then at the end of the movie, you have uh, what is it? Jumba and Bleakly come in. And if you ever seen a Lilo and Stitch TV show, you see that they become a huge part of the family. So like these, you have three aliens and three Hawaiians, two of them are related <laughs> and everything like that. You just have a family that just just is put very well together. And but it, it's a broken family, but it's okay. They stitched it back together. They stitched it together. And they created their own, a little Ohana that they got. And it just speaks volumes to a lot of people that nothing, no family is necessarily perfect. But if you love the people you're with and you take advantage of the time with them, you can make it a family. I mean, we had our, exactly. we had our little, we had our little Ohana down in, in Florida for Christmas and Thanksgiving and going to the parks and stuff like that. So we know how that is. A hundred percent. And like to add to that, I think it's also cool. Like, 
your family may look however it might look like very different. Like I did a Lilo and Stitch, but I think the one thing that also brought them together is they made each other feel safe, you know? And um, when Le- Stitch is reading The Ugly Duckling and he understands like this whole time, like, you know, we're trying to keep each other like we feel safe. And anytime that I think about like moving away from Orlando, moving away from my family, I think the one thing that I'm like, it's okay, I'm going to be safe or I'm going to be happy because I have my Disney family there as well. So I think yeah. it's it's cool that, you know, that's when you know it's family, when they accept you as you are because, you know, Stitch had four arms, you know? Yeah. Like yes, we had it's... one eye. Yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. hated mosquitoes. But just as you are, you are accepted in love and you are made to feel safe. So I think that's really cool. Yep. So, Anapau, I appreciate you joining me tonight on this episode. Uh, I will always be reaching out because of your knowledge and love for the the Disney movies and the, the Disney company. Uh, you will be on most likely again at some point doing some another one and everything like that. I'm but so I excited. Like thank, I'd like to thank you again for coming on and sharing uh, this, top, this topic with me and talking about different lessons and how touching that Disney's movies can be to people from all over the place. I mean, we, me and you come from very different backgrounds. One, you're Mexican and I'm not. Two, you live in the South. I don't. <laughs> but, right. I mean, going off, going off of the Lilo and Stitch, uh, we found our little family with me, you, your roommates, like Carrie and Sonia and Alexandra and everybody. We found our little family and uh, it was a great time having that together and we've talked about it again in the past, pretty recently about getting the gang back together again to enjoy our company and have a little family Disney family reunion. But I just, once again, I like to thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. No, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And I love that you're doing these podcasts and spreading your own Disney magic everywhere and all over the world, as you said, from Moana to Ohana, you know, being it all together. How beautiful. Uh, yep. So everybody listening, thank you for listening. I uh, greatly appreciate it. I hope everyone has a great night. And uh, I don't even know what's what's goodbye in Hawaiian. It's also aloha. It's hello and goodbye. <laughs> All right. Well, aloha, everyone. As in goodbye. Aloha. All right. <laughs> Thank you. See you next time. Hey, 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 hey,